Welcome to another episode of Divorce TV Show and we have Carl Roberts of Split Smart as our expert interview today and we have a shared story, uh, a warning story in fact from Mariette Janssen and we're going to be ending with a healing by Debbie Talalay, pre-recorded one because unfortunately our healer had some technical problems but we'll get her on, we'll get her on to a future show. Um, to start with let's get on with the news. So first of all, um, don't guess, get cross if you're if you're a parent of daughters or worried. According to the Economist, it says that daughters provoke parental strife, but only when they are teenagers. So that's the good news. America, uh, sorry, daughters have long been linked with divorce. Several studies conducted in America since the 1980s provide strong evidence that a couple's firstborn being a girl increases the likelihood of their subsequently splitting up. At the time, the researchers involved speculated that this was an expression of sun preference, a phenomenon which, in its most extreme form, manifests itself as the selective abortion or infanticide of female offspring. Luckily, work published in the Economic Journal, however, debunks that particular idea. In Daughters and Divorce, Jan Kabatek of the University of Melbourne and David Ribar of Georgia State University in Atlanta confirm that having a female firstborn does indeed increase the risk of that child's parents divorcing in both America and the Netherlands. But unlike previous work, their study also looked at the effect of the girl's age. It found that daughter divorce risk emerges only in a firstborn girl's teenage years. Before they reach the age of 12, daughters are no more linked to couples splitting up than sons are. If fathers were really more likely to take off because they preferred sons, surely they wouldn't wait 13 years to do so, reasons Dr Kabatek. Sounds sensible. Instead, he argues, the fact that the risk is so age-specific requires a different explanation, namely that parents quarrel more over the upbringing of teenage daughters than of teenage sons. The Oxford Academic Economic Journal, who published the data on 30th of December using Dutch registry and US survey data, shows that couples with daughters face higher risks of divorce, but only when daughters are 13 to 18. So these age-specific results run counter to explanations involving overarching time-invariant preferences for sons and sex selection into live birth, whatever that means. In sub-sample analysis, we find large larger child gender differences, it says, in divorce risks for parents whose attitudes towards gender roles are likely to differ from those of their daughters and partners. We also find survey evidence of relationship strains in families with teenage daughters. So with transgender thrown into the mix, maybe it's time we as parents got more on board with the complexities of the symphony of gender, with its many musical variations. So if parents were truly unhappy in themselves and did a bit more self-development work, maybe they, or we, would be more accepting of our children's life choices instead of judging them and, God forbid, thinking we have any real control over them. Something a little bit lighter, uh, but not for them, obviously. Kim and, and uh, K. 
Kanye, I think that's how we say it. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are reportedly no longer in contact with the rapper apparently removing 500 pairs of trainers from the couple's LA home as rumours of their imminent divorce escalate. It comes after Kardashian showed her her 203 million followers round the new showroom for her underwear brand, Skims, which looks identical to the wardrobe where West once kept his Yeezy range. Celebrity gossip Instagram account De Moi highlight, highlighted the space and said it looked very similar to where West once uh, was once interviewed by David Letterman about his fashion range, suggesting it was more evidence the rapper no longer lived in the house. West is believed to be currently based in his Wyoming ranch in Cody. Rumours have swirled for the past month the pair were about to divorce. Um, so my question is, and um, please put it in the comments, did your soon-to-be ex remove vast quantities of shoes or other belongings that gave you back a whole wardrobe space? Um, it's in this photo from her Instagram, she's doing their peace sign. So let's, you know, and that's hard when there's no communication, uh, which is what this, this article claims. So I'm hoping they're going to be smart. Maybe they should be looking at using something like collaborative law. I think that could work well for them. And our last story of today is from the Scottish Sun. A Scottish aristocrat has accused his wife of bigamy and lying about her age in a bitter £10,000 a month divorce battle. Charles Villiers, a relative of Camilla, Duchess of Rothesay, claimed that Emma Villiers was already married when they wed and later alleged she falsified her age on a wedding certificate. Um, this guy just does seem to really have it in for her because this is not the first time we've been talking about her on, them on the show. The pair, who lived together for much of their marriage in a mansion boasting a private lock near Dumbarton, are embroiled in a cross-border legal row after Mif Mr Villiers, 57, filed for divorce in Scotland while his wife filed down south. The Toff took his bigamy accusation directly to Police Scotland's Chief Constable Ian Livingstone last year after claiming to have compelling evidence Mrs Villiers, 61, had not divorced an unknown man. A spokesperson for the force confirmed a probe had been conducted but no crime was established. The Times reports that Mr Villiers has now accepted his wife is not a bigamist but he, has cl he claims that she's faked her age. He said, I wish the police to take action so that other people are not similarly deceived. Mrs Villiers blasted her soon-to-be ex for his wild claims. She said, instead of apologising to me for making the defamatory allegation, he has now chosen to make further false and upsetting statements about me. A source told the Times in the middle of a pandemic, officers were diverted to trawling through old divorce papers in response to claims that were entirely false. If that is not wasting police time, I don't know what is. Last year, the Supreme Court ruled that Mrs Villiers could pursue her £10,000 a month divorce application in England. What I don't get is... is how is he going to be penalised for making this stuff up? And why does it seem to be so easy to lie in family law and divorce court cases? If anyone's got an answer for me on that, please do share it in the comments.
Hello, Carl. And Carl is our guest today, <laughs> Carl Roberts, and um, of Split Smart. And you're going to find out all about that in a minute. But let's let's start with actually just be- right at the beginning. Tell people why you created this online platform for helping people, uh, amongst other things, create a co-parenting plan. Oh, thanks so much for having me today, Susie. Yeah, so, I mean, like a lot of us who do work in this space, we're inspired by our own life circumstances. A, a nine-year high-conflict divorce and custody battle that just didn't need to be. And so, you know, my mission in life is to keep kids out of the middle of their parents' divorce so they can thrive in the love and support of both parents, period. And and you decided to do that by creating uh, some amazing way for people to do something quite complex, which is do a really thorough co-parenting plan without having to speak to each other. Yeah, I mean, the idea is that, I mean, so amicable parents typically figure this stuff out fairly easily, easy enough all day, every day long, but the, the challenge is really for those parents who are less than amicable. And even though, and none of us thinks that we're the bad actor, right? I mean, we all think that we're doing this for the kids and we're, you know, what we're doing is right and justified. And, uh, but yeah, we just kind of take a, you know, we know what a parenting plan kind of entails and involves. And we got, you know, a fairly exhaustive template for people to kind of go through there. But what's very unique about our approach is that we let the parents kind of like, you know, negotiate every line item. Uh, and so for each individual line item, they can make their proposal or accept or reject the proposal from the other. And that, you know, it's working just really incredibly well, especially for those that just that less than amicable because we don't, people get tripped up by their own emotions. They don't get tripped up because it's the right thing to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'd be recommending uh, the platform for that very reason, because when the emotions are high, you you don't think straight, do you? But it is also I think it's uh, something that's also good for people who may be amicable, but they haven't because I don't think people really think through a co-parenting plan properly. So when they look at the uh, the template, which it is, and they can adapt it, gives them gives them a lot of uh, reminders of things that they might not have thought about which will impact on the financials so instead of leaving it to the end of you know we'll do the financials and then we'll talk about the kids I often encourage people to talk about the kids first right at the beginning because they are the most important thing anyway and then out of that they it will inform in a helpful way usually their the financial side yeah, I, you know, so I am a great believer that uh, that you know, that separating the two issues, money and and time, uh, or custody and child support, by separating those two issues, you can you can solve both of them more easily. And yeah, I think that you know certainly in the U.S. system, and I assume kind of with the U.K. system, but they tie those things together, and that's what complicates things, and that's what makes the system so adversarial. By taking the kids out of the middle, by not counting overnights, by not counting time, um, we we you know we solve a thousand different problems. And, and that's a key. Get- that's a key thing you've just said there, because it's the same thing in the UK here. Um, uh, there is a, a tendency for some people to think, all right, if if they're going to spend this many nights with me, then I don't have to pay child support. Is often the assumption, without really thinking through the nitty gritty of it's not them just spending the night. It's like, who's going to buy their lunch, uh, clothes, pack? There's so many 
parental responsibilities that come with the, the children living you part with you part of the time. I, I mean, we, we understand the logic, but the, but the, the practice is it could not be more asinine. It puts the kid mm-hmm. in the middle of the conflict and mm-hmm. that, you know, so the more the kids with me, then the, the more I get from child support or the less I pay. And you should be making the decisions about your parenting plan and your schedules on what's best for the whole. And, and, you know, and not about money, which by and large, most of the conflict is about money. Yeah, and I think you're right. And and I think it's very easy for parents, especially with younger children, to think, well, I want them with me. But they, they're not always thinking about the children. They haven't talked to a, you know, a child development expert to understand that, especially small kids, moving them between backwards and forwards is is. In- is not always a good thing um but most i think what's most powerful about what you've created is it's um it's putting in the building blocks or how to have a conversation with someone that maybe you can't actually physically talk to without things getting a bit hairy so a parenting plan isn't just something you just do and it ends is it no i mean so again just about even for that amicable couple just being able to put some you know down and and you, know, and you know, while we're in good moods and while we're you're know, getting along, let's put our rules down so when later on, if we're not in such good moods, then we've got something to kind of fall back on to. And uh, and again, part of that that line item negotiation approach to things is that you know I had this philosophy that they that that uh, a written position softens a verbal stance. None of us thinks that we're the bad actor, but most often when people are less than amicable and they start the custody and child support conversation. Their positions are, you know, driven by their emotions, driven by, you know, I, you know, or, 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 you know, trying to get that uh, emotional justice. I'm going to punish you for, you know, <laughs> put the kids in the middle. But yeah, so that by writing down those positions and kind of negotiating one by one, we soften our stances to be more child centric. And, you know, and at the end of the day, we just want to be able to love on our kids and have our children love in the, in the, in the, in this and the support of both parents and you know in reality for ourselves we just don't want peace we want to be able to get along and people just don't understand how incredibly easy get, choosing peace it makes it versus you know going down more of the self-centered approach yeah and and having these kind of tools, I think this is what really makes a difference. And one of the things you alluded to there is this, this line by line. Um, I remember when you were telling me how you can just print off the things that you've agreed and then print off the things you haven't agreed with the notes of, of why. So that's something that you can then take into maybe a mediation or or even working with, with a child child a child therapist if, if it's things that affect, that you're concerned about the effects on the children. But you know, I often say to people when they come to do a parenting plan, don't expect to agree on everything. You, it's just not going right. to happen. So, but at least if you're clear what you do agree on, that's a that's something to to hang on to. And then the rest of it, then you at least you know what you're dealing with, and you can come at it as you say from a more a less emotional and a more logical standpoint. So, if that had been there when you were going through a very traumatic time. Um, how, what aspects of what you've now created would have been the most useful to you if it had been there then? I mean, you know, I spent, well, I mean, my ex and I spent probably well over 300,000 US dollars and, you know, just none of it needed. And, you know, contested custody is never about the child. It's about money control and or hatred. 
And so had we been able to kind of go through this process, I think we could have avoided the vast amount of the expense because we wouldn't have been arguing about the kids. We, we would have been kind of had these guardrails kind of keep us on that straight and narrow path through the more appropriate outcome that, preser you know, preserve, you know, really what's our, our child's true best interest as opposed to our own self-interest. And I think it's a good point because the arguing is what costs the money. It's not the it's not the issue that needs resolving. It's all the stuff around it and the backwards and forwards and the letters and the court cases. And as you say, at the end of the day, at some point, it's there is you guys make a decision or a judge makes a decision. But if you can lay out the argument nice and clear right at the beginning, that straight away is going to save a lot of time and, and stress. And on an emotional level, what do you think would have been the real benefits for you if you'd had your own your own creation split smart there ready for you and available you know, at that time? I mean, it, it was, I mean, I was devastated. The whole idea that, 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 that my children were trying to be taken away from me for, you know, because of, of all the, the stories we know about the family court. But yeah, I mean, I was depression, the whole nine yards it was it was tough and i think that my children they were now uh 19 and 17 both boys but uh, were you know will have their lifelong scars from it and and they and you know certainly there are many people many people parents and children that come out much worse for it because of, of that approach so on that note um i think it's really important that people do access these kind of resources really early don't leave it to later <clears throat> the good news is is that um thank you very much that you've given people anyone who accesses it through the best way to divorce app um it's a free app free welcome pack and in that welcome pack is uh split smart with a lovely coat well it's, they click the button and they automatically get the discount but even at full price it's peanuts um so you've made it really accessible and really and really really affordable which is so important so it's there for everybody um but just before you go i just wanted to ask because often people will say well you know how do i get the other person to participate i mean you've, you've made that easier right from the beginning haven't you yeah i mean so so the, the, there's first of all there's a lot of benefit from just getting your own thoughts organized right and so i mean so once we kind of get our own thoughts organized then we're kind of a step ahead of the game and then the, but when one person accesses it they they're typically the one person paying and they're paying for the other so once they get their thoughts in line then then they then they invite the other to join them within the app and, and the other they, person doesn't invite. have to pay at all do they that's already done right, for them right. yeah and, and and again, so I mean, if they, and if they if they'll just take half a moment to try it out, that other person, they'll realize, hey, this is you know, it will save them tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And if you've got someone who's very silly and doesn't take advantage of it, it's going to be pretty obvious in court who is the sensible person here, and that alone, I think, is a huge a huge benefit. And and the other thing that I really like about it is. Uh, these kind of, of this kind of tools, I think uh, judges are starting to become more and more aware of them. And uh, and I I hope that there will be a day when it just becomes the norm that if someone doesn't participate and is just being silly, that when they go to court, that the judges are going, you have to use this because that's uh, that does. I know that happens yeah. with some some softwares, and I hope very much it happens with yours because I think it's an amazing amazing tool. 
Yeah, because it's just, I mean, just to highlight that people are after their own self-interest versus the child's mm -hmm. best interest. And that's what I think we do exceptionally well. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Carl, and hope to have you back on the on the show in the future. Take pleasure, care. Pleasure, Susie. Thank you so much. So, split smart. Uh, go to the app. The when you see my little QR code come up, or just go best way to divorce. It's the only app in the app store that is called best way to divorce, and grab it. It's such a good tool. Um, now we're going to have a little bit of learning. going to talk about strategies. Um, we're still on Set the Compass in the Divorce Discovery Voyage, Divorce Masterclass, and we're moving around that uh, compass to the strategy section. And I just want to say a few things about strategies. Partly left brain, okay? Partly left brain strategies are partly unemotional planning, which is what you need, using things like Split Smart, for example. But simply knowing what the legal options are uh, is a hundred miles away from knowing what the real life outcomes are likely to be. So you, you'll get your legal advice, you know, what my rights are, but that's not always necessarily going to be helpful to you with what actually happens in practice, unfortunately. So personally, I think a strategy should be based on reality, not fantasy or wishful thinking. So it's also partly right brain thinking. So a good strategy also springs from compassion and standing in the other person's shoes. You need to stop thinking about what they should do, uh, more about what they're likely to do. Uh, we'll get onto that a little bit later with our shared story. So key questions you need to be asking for your strategy are, what if they're trying to push for court and won't contemplate dispute resolution? How are you? You know, what's your strategy for that? Because that does happen. What if they keep lying and won't produce the right information? So you will have some some legal aspects to that. But again, in practice, that might not be as helpful as you think. Uh, it depends how you make use of that, uh, those legal, legal rights. What if they are defying court orders regarding maintenance pending suit or child contact orders? Um, Certainly in the UK, you can have a court order. You can go through many thousands of pounds and a lot of time to get that in place. And sometimes that is a very important thing to do. But don't think it's necessarily going to immediately change that person's behaviour because some people just don't pay any attention. So you're into a whole other battle. So again, your strategies need to think through if you've got that sort of a soon-to-be ex about how you're going to deal with that. So if your response to the above is simply to hand it all over to the lawyers and be a victim and just say, well, they're a narcissist, for example, and there's nothing I can do, uh, that, mm, that might not serve you too well. So it's better to get the legal advice and understand the reality of the family court system, whether it's in the States or the UK, um, they all have their problems. In other words, how much time and money do you need to spend getting a soon-to-be ex to actually comply with a court order, for example, but also to seek out other avenues through anything from dispute resolution to leveraging online resources like co-parenting, planners like Spit Smart and online shared diaries specifically designed for parents in conflict. So yes, sometimes you need to use the courts to set boundaries, but as they often don't work that well, you'll need to have additional strategies. So this is the kind of work that I do with clients all the time, and you can do this. You can use the resources and the psychological strategies that I talk about in the course that I share in, in the app um, to develop strategies 
of your own. Don't just think it's going to troll along and uh, do what the lawyers say and that's it. You've really got to take control of the situation. So moving now on to our shared story. And Marietta, how are you doing? Hey, Susie, I'm well, I'm well. You, how are you? you got that, very well, you've got that lovely smile and you're about to tell us a horrifying, <laughs> horrifying tale of, of you know, what, something uh, sort of, uh, yeah, like almost like a fable or something we really need to watch out for. But sometimes it is really good to know, be told the truth because a lot of people do um, delude themselves, don't they? So what's the story you're going to share with us today? The story is about the person you can't trust, the person you possibly gave your heart to, your all and everything. But in the end, when, when you are about to sort of, you know, when you're in the middle of your divorce, it all comes to a really um, clear point that you cannot deny that the person you trusted is not worth the trust. And I mentioned the word trust a lot. I'm. I'm a specialist in narcissism and narcissist cannot be trust. And when you are divorcing a narcissist or when during the divorce time, your, your ex soon to be ex becomes a bit narcissistic, you really have to do anything and everything to protect yourself. And this lady who thought she was in a really good place, she thought she had everything under control. She saw lawyers, um, some counselors she spoke to people about children she was very good in all that and she documented that in her diary paper diary because it's nice to put it in your handbag to have it with you to read it so she was very sort of very happy with that she lived in the house that they lived together but she hadn't changed the locks so one night when she came home and she was going out so she didn't take her big diary with with her, she discovered that someone, guess who, had been visiting the house and had ripped all the papers out of her diary, with all her personal information, with all her strategies for what to do, what to focus on, and all her fears about her children. It's made her vulnerable and would give him extra ammunition to sort of make her feel in a really bad place. It's devastating. It's devastating when your privacy boundaries are, are are being treaded like that. It's so unsafe and it feels, it, it was just horrible. So although it's, it's yeah. a grim story, um, it's because it is devastating when, when something like that, that happens. Um, what is interesting, isn't it, is that how, even though, how often someone who's got someone who is completely untrustworthy in, and manipulative in their lives, fails to to put those you know fails to have those strategies do you think that inside that we just all just don't want to believe someone's capable of that that's you know which is it's which exactly is nice. dead yeah yeah it can't it can't be dead bad or when people don't think like a narcissist they can't imagine the thinking pattern so all these sort of actions will come as a surprise I would say, I say that to everyone, whenever you're in a procedure, in a divorce procedure, get your personal important papers away 
get your jewelry that you're really fond of away, get your passport and financial papers in a safe place. Don't let anything be vulnerable and be accessible to the person you don't want to have access in your life anymore. And don't have a spare key floating about. And if there is, sometimes the best thing to do with someone who's really untrustworthy is don't ask for the key back, just change the locks. It doesn't cost Change. very much, actually. It doesn't cost much. It's not. It's not such a big thing. So, and these are the these are sad but true basic strategies when you have to look with reality about who who you're dealing with. And um, so, thank you for that scary story. Um, and uh, uh, I hope that uh, most people never ever have to go to those lengths. But sadly, uh, as both you and I know, Marietta, some people do very much uh, lovely to have you on the show as always and hope to see have you back again soon bye, bye for now bye bye so uh just very briefly we're going to do a quick pick a mix on one of the tiles in here this is in the in the app where we've got i just want to point out the welcome pack so the welcome pack there on the far top left um is where you can get access to Split Smart with the special code, so you get an extra reduction on it. Um, and it's also got other really valuable and useful co-parenting resources, links to free divorce forms, all kinds of things that uh, are useful. So get the app if you're at any stage of divorce and dive on into the welcome pack. And now we're going to go to our healing. So we were we were going to have um, a, a lovely meditation from a new person, but unfortunately technology got in the way. So we're going to get her on a, on a later show. So what I've managed to rustle up for us now is Debbie Talalay doing uh, her lovely healing that she's, you probably, some of you may have seen, but it's always good to do it again. So let's uh, see the show out with Debbie. And if everyone would please close their eyes, and I'm going to put each one of us under a shower of universal love so that you can be washed down, cleaned down, inside and out. And feel that shower on you. And now we're going to imagine a white light sword that is going to come through the top of your head, your top chakra. And this white light is going to regenerate all your chakras as it goes down through you. So let's start with the very top chakra. And this is your spiritual chakra, purple, om. And let this light regenerate it, make sure that the color is true, that it's spinning correctly around this white light. And then when you feel that it's had been regenerated enough, let the light just move down to the next chakra, which is your third eye, and which is a dark blue, and let that regenerate. It needs to be spinning nicely, not all over the place. Good color, a true color, and let the white light make it into a true color. And then the light goes further down into your throat. And this chakra is for peace. And it is a light blue. And see that spinning. 
and feel the peace that it generates. Going further down, the light is going to enter your heart and this chakra is green. And further down to your solar plexus, which is your power, your connection with others. And this is gold. And let it go further into your abdomen. And the next chakra is orange, and that is for relationships. Let it spin. And now further down to your base chakra, which is red. And make sure that red is a nice true red. No, no um, dingy spots, no dark places in it. And see that it spins correctly. And now the light is going to go through you and out and start pooling around your feet. And it's going to become a large puddle. And as it comes through you even more, it's going to develop into a lake. And even more, it's going to go as far as the eye can see. And whatever is in that pathway is going to be converted to the light. So all the dark little bits and pieces can be converted to the light. And now we're going to take our bazookas out, our mental bazookas out and aim them at the dark cloud hovering above your head. And leave you. And what is there in its stead? And we'll take the bazooka again and aim it at the black cloud behind the small of your back and see that evaporate. And now we are going to peel ourselves like a grape of the things that encompass us and are at tight bonds around us. So we will start off with betrayal. Let us peel ourselves of betrayal. And again, peel yourself of anger. And peel yourself of despair. And how about fear? Fear of the future. Fear what's going to happen now. And how about hatred? Heal yourself up. And I'm sure you can all think of one or two that you might be carrying. Would you do that for yourselves now? Okay. Right, we are now going to reconnect ourselves with the Creator. So taking the energy from your heart up through the top of your head and send it out to the Creator. And the Creator is going to send back to you the Creator's energy through the top of your head, down through all the chakras to the base, and then back up to the heart. 
Breathe it in. And we're going to do the same to our souls, taking the energy from the heart up through the top of the head and off to the soul. And then from the soul, back to you, down through from the top of your head to the base chakra and back up to the heart. Breathe it in. And now repeat three times. I reclaim my power. I reclaim my power. I reclaim my power. And we're going to put as the last thing the shamanic circles of protections around us. So seven circles. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Read them all in. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. And I just noticed a comment, actually. I'm going to add it to the broadcast from Joe, um, asking about advice for divorced and separated man out of the family house, but the ex does not want to declare assets. So they're still trying to get the financial done. Um, obviously, this doesn't help you, but it certainly helps other people uh, in general probably best not to try not to complete the whole divorce process certainly in the UK where you can get legally divorced but you still haven't sorted the finances it's even on a psychological level it just gives you a bit more leverage um, not to do that and certainly don't seem to rarely, some rarely there can be benefits to it but uh, not very often and it is a really distress distressing situation when you've got an ex who is um, indulging in parental alienation. It's starting to be understood more by the judiciary. So uh, the first thing is to make sure you're getting proper support. If you're in the UK, Families Need Fathers is a fabulous organisation and there's an awful lot of dads there who would uh, completely understand where you're coming from. So getting that kind of emotional, psychological support and practical support because um, often you have to fight this by going to court and self-representing to save yourself a lot of money um, if you can't persuade them to use dispute resolution but keep that door open because um, if an Alexis an ex is not allowed to get away with that behavior if you can not give up and just keep trying which is is a big a big ask uh, because it, it can be very difficult to do that if you can do that it's um, it is sometimes, not always, but sometimes that difficult ex gets fed up with the cost and the hassle and the stress of the whole court side of things dragging on. And sometimes they notice that it's really damaging the children, in which case uh, they can change their minds and go uh, maybe a well, a, a good mediation with a strong, robust mediator can be a good thing. Remembering that you can do that um, online, you don't have to see them, you can do shuttle. So if they're refusing to see you and doing that whole thing, fine, you, they can do it that way. So it's just to keep trying, keep giving different options. Um, the law is there, but it can take a long time and not be very effectual sometimes. And, and, and often dads do lose out. So keep trying, use, um, use online platforms, keep showing that you are the reasonable one and doing all the right things. So I know that's probably not exactly what you wanted to hear, Joe. but good luck with it. And um, do share any um, 
anything that you want to share, you can do it in there's a, a free social group in the app as well as the, the Facebook group. So, uh, right, so for now, we are going to, in the War of Divorce and the Battlefield of Family Separation, wherever possible, we're going to use peace as our weapon of choice.